welcome to Intuition Year for Sense. This is Vicki Baird. And this episode, I realized that last week, if you're listening not in order, that's fine. But last week I did the July, the energy of July 2020 and all of the stuff that's there and here and we're still in it and we will be. And I had a whole nother show recorded, which sometimes happens, and I, but I'll feel like what one needs to go out this week. And what happened was I was about to send the other one and I felt like, you know what, Vic, you gave them all this information and some ways of how to, how to work with it, but it would be helpful to follow up with the uh, some other ways and some you know perhaps more awareness of the energy that's going on and to hopefully help in navigating some of this and you know the rest of our life because it's not like July is the only month that's going to have fluctuations or have energy to it that's a little bit challenging I mean, we are expanding left and right, it seems, and up and down and in and out, just everywhere. So what I felt like would help maybe is an idea or some suggestions of what is in your energy field, how do you clear it, how do you maintain it, and to give it to you in a way that's pretty clear. This is going to be a pretty short episode, I say, from the beginning, but I didn't really write this out, so do we even know? So I hope you'll stick around and find out when I find out what I'm talking about. Did you know that most people work with me as a coach because they want to move forward in their professional lives? And then they realize once we start working together that it's a whole person approach and I am going to help them move through their blocks, their fears, some of the trauma they've experienced and to create a much more aligned life. So many times I hear, this is not what I thought I was signing up for. And that's such wonderful feedback to have because if you're signing up and working with a coach and everybody does it the same, are you really being seen as an individual? At Vicki Baird Coaching, I do it all as an individual and I would love to work with you. Go to VickiBaird.com to check it out and see if you'd like to work with me. Okay, so thank you for sticking around through the requisite ads and all that. The energy field that you have around you is your soul level vibration. It is who you are. It is comprised of who you are when you're non-physical as well. So when you croak, when I croak, when everybody croaks, we are in that non-physical place. And that non-physical energy still vibrates with a frequency. So even though you may not be, you know, a head, trunk, legs, and a booty, you're still energy, pure positive energy even. And that energy field is with you when you're physical. So some call it the aura, some it's the energy field, some, you know, so many different names to it, which it all boils down to one thing, and that's the eternal part of you. Now, 
It's also so stinking absorbent. It's like bounty paper towels, the quilted version. So this field of yours is amazing and it's what part of what inspired you to come do <laughs> come through and do another physical life and thank you for that. We appreciate you being here. And it's also when we're in the physical what it's our first sense, right? It's the intuition part of us. It's the satellite dish that's picking up so many signals across the board, whether they're somebody is sitting in front of you or not, there's and they're sending a signal, your field is receiving it. So we're not often taught about this. And at least I wasn't. And to learn that a lot of my allergies or even my stress level was the result of picking up other people's energy through my field was life changing for me. And I hope some information for you and, and maybe a reminder, most of you may know about this. If not, oh, so much fun to be aware of it because when you learn that, okay, so I have this field that's outside of me that contributes to all of me and that is giving me information all the time, that is feeling things all the time, that is even helping to create the life that I would like to live, that I've dreamed of, that I may not have spoken out loud, but my field knows me so well that some of it is vibrating in there. Now that I know about this, like what do I do with it? Um, the first thing I feel is to take care of it. Um, and I often, you've heard me say, if you've listened to, to shows before, that I ask Archangel Michael to surround me with white light to help me to be of sound mind, body, and heart. I ask that the energy that I am emitting be one of a high frequency. And I ask that my field be impenetrable to that which is not of my highest interest. So that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, ooga booga or anything. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean bad juju or <laughs> that kind of stuff. What it, it could be somebody else is walking around with an illness and they're vibrating that energy, not necessarily to slime you, but because you have an empathic sense, you pick up on it. That would not be in our highest intention. So when I say impenetrable, impenetrable easy for me to say, huh? Uh, I'm not going to the drama side. A lot of the times you'll read to do energy of protection. I just don't believe in that because I believe the energy that you put out is what you attract and what you receive back. So if I'm putting out the intention that, oh my goodness, I need a layer of protection around me because the world is just so crazy um, or I can't stand, you know, Uncle Stewie's energy, then you're actually contributing to the frequency that you can't stand. So if you take it from a perspective of, oh, right, I'm respecting my energy field, other people's energy, and what I am contributing out into the world, then you can 
have it be a perspective of I so value my frequency that I would like it to remain in the highest state it's possible. It fluctuates. Your energy field fluctuates every moment. So absolutely get the aura picture, the curly in photography. Go for it. It's a lot of fun. I've done it a couple times in my life. Just know that the energy field is changing constantly and it is receiving information, it's giving information, and that affects it. So I feel like if we focus each one of us intentionally on our frequency, and that means how you want to feel, how do you want to communicate, who do you want to be in the world, um, what do your relationships look like? I feel like when we focus on that, we naturally raise our energy. So it, and then it acts as a bit of a, a ringing out, if you will. So this stuff that gets stuck in there and that gets uh, swiffered to you by virtue of being part of this world, the ringing effect is helping to clean out your energy. It's helping you to be the only one in your field. <laughs> so we can invite people in. When I'm doing a session, for instance, when I'm working with someone, I do need to be able to see their field. I don't need to be in it. I don't have to play around in there. I simply have to be able to observe the field. And I think it's important for us to start being more aware and and um, selective about what is in our energy field, just like we hopefully are selective about our partners or the friends we have or the family members we choose to engage with. Because the field itself will also contribute to your physical health. So there's a benefit to making sure that your vibrational bubble is of a good offering, either through uh, making sure that your body is moving, that you're getting exercise, that you're drinking water, that you're laughing, uh, that you're engaging in work that you like, um, that you're appreciating nature or you're connecting with the eternal part of yourself through meditation or through spiritual work, through learning who you are. So when you are aware of this, you can then become very conscious of when someone is trying to infiltrate your field. Now, with sexual intimacy, someone will be in your field. There is a merging of the field. And of course, if you're carrying a child, <laughs> it's not only in your field, it's in your belly. So the, those are you know, some of the, um, not loopholes, but some of the ways that someone would be in your field and hopefully invited in. 
So that's why a couple episodes back, I said, be very selective of who you're dating and who you're engaging in intimacy with, because the field itself, once penetrated, it can be challenging to feel whole, wholly yourself again. So when we are meeting with someone, I would love for us to be in a space where we're so healthy within ourselves, energetically, emotionally, physically, psychologically, spiritually, that I see you over there in your space. Here I am in my space. And look, we're sharing this space, but we're not necessarily sharing our field. And there will be people who disagree with me. That's fine. I I love a good dialogue. And there have been some you know, energy practitioners who have said, let me get in and clean up your energy field. And I'll say to them, no, no, you're not getting in there um, to clean up my energy field. I'm in charge of that. Um, and if somebody says that to you, you need to be very aware of what that means. Like ask them, what does it mean to them? Because sometimes people will say things because that's what they, how they've been taught to say, and the people aren't intrusive. So it's just really important to only have those of which you invite into your energy space. Um, and sometimes your field will get, I call it being slimed. So I, there are some people in my life that think that they can just wander through my energy, um, without invitation and I can feel when they came come in because I've practiced this I can it's almost like well it is a feeling of somebody knocking on a back door and I'll feel that and then uh I'll check to see who it is and then I may be like oh hi nice to see you and then I'll follow up with a text or a phone call or something along those lines. But if somebody's coming in because they're nosy or they're annoyed by something that I've written or spoken of, um, or they just have bad boundaries, they're gonna get smacked in the energetic third eye. Um, You're not getting in, it's not happening. And that takes a little bit of practice to be able to discern whose energy it is and maybe what the intention is. You start by recognizing that you have a field and then also looking, are you wandering? Are you the one who's, maybe you you perceive it as a good thing. I just love them. I want to check in on them. Well, that's not okay. Sorry. You do not get permission to enter somebody else's energy field without their permission. Um, and there are ways in advanced training where you can check in and and see if it's okay. But first start with, I have this energy field. You have this energy field. Everybody has this energy field. Are you being respectful of yours? And are you being respectful of another's? And you can practice this by sit in the middle of a lawn somewhere or on a bench and See if you can feel how far your energy goes out. 
Um, sometimes people need to close their eyes for this because we're so distracted by the visual um, around us. But it takes a little bit of practice, but remember this is something that you started out as. So it's a bit like meeting up with your best friend, if you will. And once you have an idea of what your your space of vibration is maybe your median space, what it feels like to be neutral, then you can start practice raising it. So what gets in um, the news, somebody in the grocery store who's scared um, or who's just rushed, um, family members and their disagreements, your own memories so the the other people's stuff primarily gets kind of stuck to the outside and that's where asking for Archangel Michael to surround you with white light sometimes I will ask for uh, and I envision like olive oil being on the outside of my energy field so <laughs> those who aren't asking permission <laughs> or if I didn't pick up on it and, you know, I just got somebody else's gunk just slides right off and I don't really have to pay too much attention to it. It's like self-cleaning. Um, it does take the initial knowing that this is an important thing to do. So sometimes people can have... Um, attachments of other people's energies it's so stinking rare to have what's considered an entity or an attachment i have seen it um i have helped remove them but it's so rare that a lot of the times what's really happened is that sliming it's from a human now an entity would be someone who's crossed and yet so they their physical body passed, but their soul, this non-physical part of us, got stuck in the lower astral realm. And in that space, in order to survive, they do need to pull energy from electricity or from us as humans. And there's the reason I'm bringing it up in this episode about the energy field is there are so many people passing and there is such a grief level going on in our world, which I'm not all that bothered by or mm, better way to say it is I'm not all that concerned about it. I would hope we would feel grief over this. Because if you're not feeling grief over it, even if you don't know anyone who's passed, you need to take a little bit of inventory on yourself and, and see if, you know, you got left without a heart somewhere. Um, do that check-in. Or are you protecting your heart because you just don't want to feel it? Fine. But you, that's, you can't, it's not in your best interest to avoid it either. So, the, but the reason I'm bringing it up is there's so much, Frequent, there's so many lower frequency energy flying around because of this grief that it will attract those who have not crossed in their soul level 
because there's nothing they love more than a low frequency or someone depressed or sad. So on one hand, yes, I'm asking you to grieve. On the other hand, and, and saying that that is so completely normal. And on the other hand, I'm saying be, con- be conscious of your frequency and don't sit in that grief. Don't stay in it, but recognize it. And this is why we need to do a check-in on our energy field and learn about it. It will just help you in the next lifetime if you do it in this one. So what else can get in is the the, the emotional baggage of other people. So if other people are feeling stressed and um, annoyed or any uh, frequency of that, that can get into. Now, luckily, our energy field can also feel joy. You know, it can it can raise in vibration because we're feeling laughter. Um, you know, we're engaging in laughter or something um, that is endearing can raise the vibration. So often on my, you know, personal Facebook page, I share uh, songs or, or things that move me. Like if they move me, I'm sharing it because that's a way to raise the frequency too. And when your field gets inundated with other people's stuff, it creates static in there and it makes it kind of like you're between two radio stations and you can't really tune in to the station, which is you, and messages that you'd like to receive. So one of the reasons to clear out and have a daily practice of what is my field and what's in my field is so that you can have some clarity, so that you can focus. Um, it a lot of the times people will come into coaching and just say, I have terrible attention deficit. And when I look at their energy field, I'm like, no, you have a double decker city bus of other people's stuff. And once we clear that out, maybe you'll be able to hear your head. Um, and I'm, there are times where I'm not the most proficient in releasing my day. After each session, I do remove cords and I do ask for the highest intention for the next session. But sometimes I forget. And especially the last one of the day, I'm likely to go into, you know, domestic (laughs) side of my head, you know, the three feet I have to walk from my desk to my living room. And I'm likely to forget. And then later on, I'll feel kind of sluggish and not sure why. And then it'll occur to me, oh, I totally forgot to clear off after the last one. So it can create a numbness. Like people will say, I just can't feel. I don't feel anything. I feel numb. And again, oftentimes that is because their field is so permeated with other people's concerns, worries, junk, um, uh, conflicts that the, I really believe that our neurosystem says tilt, tilt. I'll get through my day, but I'm not going to feel anything because sometimes that also, the idea that if I open up everything, I'm going to feel everything. So uh, the everyday process is helpful. It's like not waiting. You don't go out and run a marathon. You start with 
a walk, <laughs> perhaps. Um, maybe do a mile, then maybe a 5K. You work your way up to it. And that's what this energy practice can be like. You simply become maybe one day, oh, I have one, okay. And the next day is, how do I take care of it again? Oh yeah. And then you just become more and more conscious to it. And then you don't have to hand over your own joy of life because you've become numb because you can't take anything else in or you're not so overwhelmed because you're taking things in. Kids very often will um, respond immediately to a shift in the energy field. And a lot of the times if they're having a meltdown, it's because they've reached tilt in their energy field. So, and, and sometimes when people say, I'm frozen, I'm stuck, I can't move forward, I, not sure what to do here. Of course, it's my job to help with that. It's also, I feel like my responsibility to say, let me show you how to help you with your energy field because you're the one who's going to be walking around in it and we need to um, get you on a daily cleansing <laughs> process. So there's so much changing right now. There's always change. Change is always happening. What I'm feeling lately is we so want the old. We want the structure of old. And there's, I feel like a lot of the stuff that's going on around the schools, it's just overwhelming what they have to deal with and what parents and everything are dealing with right now. However, I feel like there's an aspect of our own energy field that's freaking out a little bit because it's used to this back to school thing that we've entered into it every August, September. So there's a pattern that's been established and the pattern is changing. And I don't think it's all the brainwave that's having a hard time with it or the emotional state that's having a hard time with it. I feel like people's energy fields are short circuiting a little bit because going back to school meant structure. Even if you don't have kids, when you walk in the store and you see that set up, it meant something. It meant, and, you know, and it was a stamp in time that somewhere in your memory bank, in your energy field was, oh yeah, that's right. This makes sense. We go back to school. So we're missing that now. And so it's not only the kids who are going through it or the teachers or the administration and the parents, it's the rest of us too who don't have to get a kid ready for whatever's going to happen this year for them. But we do have to maybe be aware that we are reacting as well. And that is something that when you are in touch with the emotion and stuff that happens in your, your non-physical body, you can then say, oh, that's what I'm feeling. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. How do I then, I don't want to admit that. So how do I shift my own frequency so that I am learning to go with the flow, that I have some structure in my own day? So it, it, I mean, this stuff takes practice and it's not always readily available 
Sometimes I walk around going, what is going on, Victoria? What is out of sync? And it take, might take me a couple days to figure it out. So <laughs> that's why I share these things with you. I feel like if I'm transparent to what my process is sometimes, it will help you to not have to work so hard. And that would be wonderful. So be aware right now that are you feeding some of the fear around this because your own system is looking for that structure and it just wants some kind of reassurance because you maybe don't want to be the adult right now. Um, so it's important to acknowledge to our brain and to our emotional self that it's okay to be scared and I hear you and you want structure. Let me create structure. I'm going to go for a walk every morning or I'm going to um, read for half an hour every day and that's my school thing. Maybe you order yourself up some fancy pens and some notebooks and you allow yourself to feel that the processes that you were in are still happening. Um, you're not lying to yourself. You're meeting yourself halfway with, I absolutely do want structure and maybe you write about this for 10 minutes every day. Okay. A lot of this is knowing where you are in life, proprioception, right? Where am I in my universe and um, how am I interacting with it and how am I best contributing to it? So there are ways that will help you clear the energy and it will, by clearing your field, it will help that intense desire for old while helping to create for now. And I don't even want to say for new because it's always now that we're in. Um, I had someone say to me this morning, I'm so afraid of the unknown. And I said, I can appreciate the fact that you're in connection with your fear, but every day is unknown. Even when you have a good track record in the intuitive world, every day is still unknown. And if you get good with that, I promise you the rest of this stuff turns down a little bit. There'll still be some concern. There'll still be worry. There'll still be fear. Of course there is. We're human. So clearing this energy field, think of it as housekeeping, again, will help that intense desire for the old um, and allow you to be in the now. So one of the ways is that white light that I talked about. Always moving the body. body moving your body will always clear energy. Um, intimacy will clear that energy field. Just be selective. Um, smudging, a sage stick. If you people are not saging your homes at least every two weeks during heightened times, you are missing an opportunity to bring peace to the homestead. So especially if you're the only one who lives there because it's your energy that's bouncing around off the walls. So you want to clear that out. Make sure you open the doors. Um, don't worry about doing it wrong. Just light the smudge stick, the sage stick, walk around, make sure windows and doors are open, allow the energy to go out and um, allow it to come to a calm space. And if everybody is living at home right now, even better reason to do it. So I love my essential oils. They help me so much. 
and you can use whatever brand aligns with you. There's some wonderful ones out there and I don't have a particular have to use. I like Young Living. Um, doTERRA's are very lovely um, now. Their product is very reasonable and actually has a pretty high frequency. So, but, you know, feel what works for you. And I'm sure there's a bunch of companies that I'm not even familiar with. So the essential oils can really help generate energy. They can help calm energy and grounding and all of that. Um, having your rocks around the kids need to play in dirt. They don't, our, our system, our microbiomes are meant to play in dirt. So having them play in the dirt and the rocks and all that stuff, it's so important uh, to the immune system, the mental health and the grounding. And if you have crystals at home, if you have rocks, that can also help to clear out your, your energy field. Sit down and hold one and see if you can feel the frequency you know, raising within yourself. I love seesaw baths um, or showers. If you're doing a shower, just toss it in the, the end of the tub and let it dissolve down past your feet. Um, a lot of the times if I'm using the seesaw in the shower, I'll rub the bottom of my feet because hey, you get softer feet that way. Uh, you can sit and soak them while you're watching a show or reading a book or something uh, that helps quite a bit. If you take a bath in the sea salt, just make sure when you stand up, you rinse off in some capacity because you'll be sitting in that energy and you just want to make sure that you clear it out. I recently bought a set of headphones, $10 headphones, did not go up above and beyond in the super duper noise canceling thing. I purchased them because I felt so overwhelmed by everything, all the noise that was happening in the world, the noise that was happening in my condo with the air conditioning running, uh, the trucks outside, all of that. I felt like my system was about to spin out. And then, you know, after clearing my energy field, my body still felt and after working out, I still felt like I was going to burst. And I hadn't even had coffee that day yet. So it's a matter of knowing where your sense of self is, where your frequency is. That helps to prevent the spinning out and the spiraling. And then, yes, we can be there for others. But mostly it's about finding a solidness within ourselves. So these headphones... Once I put a guided meditation on even, I just felt like I was, if you've ever done a float tank, if you haven't, oh, give yourself the gift. The sensory deprivation is fantastic. And hey, it's also done in sea salt. So it's a good way to clear out the your field. And it is amazing to be in that space and not have, the head running away with itself and have noise. Sometimes they have music going. You can ask them to have it or not have it. It can be difficult for some people if you go from a very busy head to no no noise. Um, so the look at your surroundings and see, it, is it completely overwhelming to you? Do you need to declutter? Because if there's a lot of clutter in your environment, it will also add to 
the energy field feeling like it's going to short circuit. So um, the expression of the only way out is through is life. So we are going through life. And the more that you help yourself to have that centered feeling um, and the more you know about your own frequency and your vibration, the less everything around you will you know, throw you off kilter. So uh, clean up those social media lists, um, do some writing, do some creating, um, create music, help people, uh, but mostly get connected with yourself. Do not abandon yourself during this time. It could be very easy to do that. So that's part of the reason I wanted to bring this episode right behind the July uh, energy one, because it's imperative that we keep ourselves in alignment for ourselves, but also for the trajectory of our world. And I'm asking for help here. And this is the way you help yourself. So if I give you the information and you practice it, take what resonates throughout the rest and you raise your frequency and we all do it, we can shift a lot of what's going on in the world. And I truly believe that. So happy energy field clearing. Um, get out there, feel nature underneath your feet. There's an energy field to everything. Trees have energy fields. Animals have energy fields. Plants have energy fields. Let's see if you can tap in. You don't have to hang a sign out saying you're doing it. Just see if you can feel it. See if you can feel it. Look at that. You're already using other senses besides your intuition. <laughs> uh, if you have any questions, uh, Vicki at VickiBaird.com. I'm happy to shoot back a couple couple guidelines. Um, and if you want further clarification or you want me to do another episode about this stuff, you can email me about that too. I wish you all the best. I will see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at VickiBaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.